Welcome everyone to the Score Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Boone. Appreciate you hanging out today. We are almost at the finish line, and I've said this before, but if you've made it this far in the fantasy season, you don't need me to hold your hand through the final week. So we're not going to do a big episode here, but I am going to go over the five storylines that I think you should be monitoring heading into this week. Situations that are up in the air, that are changing before this week's slate comes around. And we have to start with the Raiders announcing that Derek Carr is going to be benched for the rest of the season. Josh McDaniels said that Jared Stidham is going to get the starts for Vegas and Chase Garbers is going to be backing him up. So Carr won't even be active at this point. And according to McDaniels, this is just an opportunity for them to evaluate a younger player. I mean, the season's over for the Raiders anyway, so that does make sense. But in my opinion, this also has to do with Carr's contract being guaranteed for injury both next year and the year after. So they don't want to risk him getting a serious injury and then handcuffing them going into the offseason because when he got asked about Carr's future with the team, McDaniels also said there's a lot to be sorted once the season is over. So not exactly a ringing endorsement for his quarterback there. And this could have a ton of ramifications for 2023 and beyond. Devontae Adams, he pushed for the trade to Vegas. He wanted to play with his buddy Derek Carr. So if Carr isn't going to be around anymore, will Adams try to force his way out this offseason? Or will the Raiders maybe be able to bring in a quarterback that could make Adams happy. I know Tom Brady's name, he was tied to the Raiders before. You had UFC president Dana White basically saying that he had Brady and Gronk ready to sign there with Vegas before they ultimately decided to go to Tampa, but apparently John Gruden was the one that nixed that deal. Who knows what we can believe, but Dana White was actually in an interview where Gronk was on the other end of that interview with a bunch of guys from Fox, and Gronk really didn't say that it wasn't true. We've also seen some reports recently that maybe Gronk would be willing to come out of retirement next year, maybe join Brady somewhere, so that's one thing you could take into account. I know I'm getting ahead of myself here with some off-season storylines, but we know the Raiders did try to trade Darren Waller multiple times over the last year or so. Maybe they finally move on from him in the offseason and maybe they do bring in a Brady and a Gronk who have a history with Josh McDaniels going back to the Patriots days. Who knows? It's pure speculation on my end here. I'm just sort of ranting. But what we need to figure out right now is how this is going to impact the Raiders fantasy options for week 17. And it's not good. I mean, that shouldn't surprise you at all. Moving to a quarterback like Jared Stidham, not a good thing for these fantasy players. So the matchup was already going to be awful. They're going against that 49ers defense and San Fran allows the fewest fantasy points to running backs, the third fewest to quarterbacks, the fifth fewest to tight ends. And now with Stidham at the helm, the projected team total for the Raiders is just plummeting. So less scoring opportunities likely here. That moves Josh Jacobs into the RB2 range for fantasy. Not going to be an RB1 in my rankings this week. Darren Waller, he's going to be more of a tight end too this week. And then Devontae Adams, at best, will be a low-end wide receiver one. Probably will more likely fall into that high-end wide receiver two range by the time I factor everything in there. So if you have Adams, you're probably playing him. I don't think you can put him on the bench. He's far too talented of a player unless he decides to sit out this game and protest or something crazy like that happening between now and then. And then for Jacobs... It just comes down to who your other options are. You might have a better running back to pivot to. Probably not, I'm guessing. But if you have someone close in the rankings, you might want to break ties against Jacobs this week. And I will say, though, 
Jacobs, he still has plenty of motivation here over the final two weeks because he wants to win the rushing title. It's a contract year for him. Having that on your resume would be a really nice bargaining chip, even though, yes, running backs, they don't get big contracts these days, but it would still really help his cause when he's negotiating with teams in the offseason, whether he sticks around with the Raiders or whether he goes elsewhere. And at this point, based on them you know, not picking up his fifth-year option, I figure Jacobs probably is going to end up elsewhere next season. So that's where we're at with the Raiders. The second item on my list here is the two attack of Iloa situation. And I hate that we have to talk about this. I hate that this keeps happening to poor Tua. And we didn't mention it on Monday's injury roundup show because it wasn't out there yet. We didn't know that this was going on with Tua. He showed up with concussion symptoms on Monday and they placed him in the protocol. And I know Mike McDaniel said the team didn't know when it happened, that no one noticed anything during the game, but some people traced it back to there was a play late in the first half where to his head banged off the ground again, and just yet another concussion for him this season. We all know what happened earlier in the year with the first couple concussions. So two isn't going to play this week. Teddy Bridgewater is going to get the start, and it's likely Tua could miss multiple games here because this is just getting really scary for him. The team has to be extra cautious, but I would have said that after the last concussions, and now, you know, the way that they're handling it here, apparently they still managed to screw it up again. Regardless, let's hope that Tua can get back healthy and that this doesn't become a long-term problem for him for the rest of his career and for his life after football, because that's what we're talking about here, right? And Mike McDaniel said, it's a human being that we have to focus on and make the best decisions for. And yet at the same time, it seems like the Dolphins and the NFL to some extent are letting this guy down. As far as the fantasy fallout though, and I know we have to talk about the fantasy championships. This is a real life story, but we do have to look at the fantasy angle and Tyree Kill. Still a solid wide receiver one for fantasy, even with Bridgewater at quarterback. Jalen Waddle, he falls more into that wide receiver two range. If Tua was out there, Waddle probably would have been a low end wide receiver one. But both these guys are capable of delivering really no matter who's under center. We saw them both go over 100 yards with Bridgewater playing most of the game in week six. Patriots are a tougher matchup this time around, but Bridgewater is a decent backup. So Tyree Kill. Jalen Waddle, they're going to drop a few spots, but they're still startable in fantasy for sure. They're still very good options. And no other pass catchers are worth mentioning for Miami. But the backfield, I mean, the backfield's just a bit of a mess again, right? Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, they're splitting work now that Wilson's back healthy. And the Patriots are a more challenging matchup for running backs than they are for the passing game. So Mostert, Wilson, they are RB3 flex options for fantasy this week. More quarterback changes we got to discuss here. The third item on my list, Commanders. They name Carson Wentz the starter for Week 17. And for Washington, this is more just shuffling deck chairs on the Titanic, at least in my opinion, because they haven't won a game since November. Whether it's Heineke, whether it's Wentz, neither guy is going to be the long-term answer for them at quarterback. But since Heineke's been struggling... They're just going to make the decision to go to Wentz and hope that he can give them some sort of spark, kind of like they did when they went the opposite way, when they went with Heineke before. And if we look back at how this passing attack performed with Wentz in the first five weeks, it was pretty balanced in terms of the receiving core. Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, and Terry McLaurin, they were all in that wide receiver three range for fantasy points per game. And it was in that order. I know it would sound surprising, but if you think back to early in the season, Curtis Samuel was getting a ton of targets. Jahan Dotson was scoring all the touchdowns. McLaurin was having the bigger days yardage-wise, 
but Dotson and Samuel were being better fantasy producers just because of their touchdown scoring. And I would expect to see something similar here, even though I still will project Terry McLaurin to be the top guy in that receiving core mid to low end wide receiver two for fantasy Dotson coming in as a solid wide receiver three. He's been playing really well recently. And we talked about him on Monday's show as a great pickup. If he was still out there on your waiver wire and then Curtis Samuel He'll get a bump here just based on how much Wentz was targeting him, was thrown to the slot back in September. So Samuel also in that wide receiver three flex mix once again. The matchup isn't the best going against the Browns, but any one of these commanders wideouts can come through for you. So I wouldn't be scared to use in any of them, despite, you know, Wentz's obvious flaws and accuracy and decision making. I still think he's going to be able to do enough to make these guys fantasy viable like we saw earlier in the season. Let's stick with the commanders for the next one here, which is the backfield injuries that we got to keep an eye on. And the first one that I'm going to mention is Antonio Gibson on the commanders because he's dealing with ankle and knee sprains apparently, and he hasn't practiced yet this week. So we've already seen the commanders leaning more and more on Brian Robinson in that backfield. And now if Gibson's out, this might be a career day for the rookie who's going up against the Browns defense that they give up the third most fantasy points to running backs. Jonathan Williams would be the number two back if Gibson can't go, but Robinson would be in line for massive volume. I had him as the RB 16 in my early rankings for week 17. Don't be surprised if he's up into the top 12 and the next update will definitely move up a couple more spots. Could be one of the week winners in the fantasy championship. So you can feel really, really good about having him in your lineup. Not sure you can feel very good about having Alvin Kamara this week. And the matchup with the Eagles isn't great, but we've also seen the usage this season for Kamara. It's changed. Something's going on there. We haven't really heard anything come out of the building about what's going on in terms of how they're using him and dealing with them this year. And he spoke after last week's game. He didn't seem very pleased about it. And now he's missing practice on Wednesday and the team's calling it a personal issue. So just keep an eye on that just in case it turns into something more, you know, not that you're going to pivot to David Johnson, his backup, but it depends what's happening. You might want to look elsewhere if Kamara, you know, continues to miss practice or if this does turn into something more and we see some reports trickle out through the media. We also have to watch for updates on Tony Pollard and this one will be decided a lot sooner because they play on Thursday night against the Titans, but Pollard's been missing practice so far this week. The Cowboys likely going to handle the Titans on Thursday. I mean, Tennessee, they don't have anything to play for. They're starting Malik Willis, who really isn't an NFL quarterback at the moment. Maybe he'll still develop into one, but he's incapable of running an NFL passing attack right now. And it's possible that Tennessee, they could sit all their starters in this game. They could sit a bunch of guys just preparing for that week 18 game against the Jags that's going to decide their playoff fate. And Dallas, they don't really need to push Pollard on a short week because of it. So it might be Ezekiel Elliott leading the way. It might be Malik Davis as his backup. And maybe we see Davis get a lot more work in this one. I'll look at it right now as Zeke being an RB2 for fantasy, Davis being an RB3 flex, but we'll see what we hear from the Cowboys over the next 24 hours leading up to the Thursday nighter. We should get some more information on that. It actually might be a good thing that this is the Thursday nighter because you'll know early in the week whether Pollard's going to play or not. Speaking of the Titans, though, the final item on my list today, we talked about it briefly on Monday's show, but it is whether the Titans and the Jags 
are going to rest starters in what really amounts to a meaningless game for them in week 17. And on the Jags side, Doug Peterson already said that he's not going to do that. He expressed that the Jags are going to start their guys the rest of the way. Now, that doesn't mean that they're going to get a full complement of snaps. We could see them go easy on the starters this week. So something to be mindful of. But at least we know that Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, Zay Jones, they're all going to be starting. The Titans, a different story for them. They've listed Derrick Henry as doubtful. And really, Henry's the only one we care about at this point in that offense. So that's why I said on Monday that you should have gone out, stashed Hassan Haskins just in case. He's going to be an RB3 flex type if Henry does end up sitting out, which seems to be the case now if he's listed as doubtful. Because with Malik Willis under center, you don't have high hopes for this Titans offense against that Cowboys defense. But Haskins could be a spot starter for you assuming, and I don't want to say it 100%, but normally when guys are listed as doubtful, they do end up sitting out that game. So assuming that Henry's out, which is likely Haskins, an RB3 flex option for you. And that's also assuming that you're desperate at running back because this is not a great spot for Haskins, just given the current state of that Titans offense. But that is all for today's show. As usual, I'll have the updated rankings out on Thursday. And then barring anything coming up between now and Friday, I'll be back for the Friday injury update show. And that'll be our final episode of the regular season. Because if you've been following me, you know, I don't do week 18 fantasy content. I don't think anybody should be playing fantasy that week. It is just pure chaos with players sitting out and players going on IR and all that stuff. So I'll be off next week and then I'll be back the week after to start working on 2023 content. And we'll have the early edition of my 2023 fantasy rankings up in January. We'll start going over the top free agents and the top prospects and slowly getting you prepared for all the fun that's going to come in the off season. But first things first, we got to go out. We got to finish strong. We got to bring home some fantasy titles. So a big thanks to all our guests that we've had all season long, just a murderer's row of outstanding analysts across the industry. And I can't wait to start setting up guests for the new year. So big thanks to all of them and big thanks to you, you know, for all the support for everything really for my work, me personally, it's been really great to see the community that we've created here. And I appreciate every single one of you just so much. You've been so awesome to talk to. I mean, the live shows on Fridays that we did during the season, I feel like that's the best example of that because it was great to get to go back and forth with everybody and to get to, you know, put some voices behind some of the people who've been following me for a long time. So big thanks for that. A big thanks to everybody out there for listening today and for listening all season long. And we will see you next time. Said leave on time. My baby said leave on time Leave on time with me 